The MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Welcome, everybody, to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford. I am coming to you from Newcastle-upon-Tyne in the northeast corner of England. Today is Friday, August the 12th, and we are here uh, with a little turbo episode of the show to give some locks, dogs, tools, and any other eye-catches that we've got uh, for Saturday, August the 13th. And it is an OG special, uh, the rarest of things. I haven't spoke to him for ages. Very much missed him, Mr. Moonaf Manji. Moonaf, hello, mate. Hey, Malcolm, how's it going, my man? Uh, yeah, it's been uh, it's been quite the week. It, it flew by this week. Uh, I know I was on all the pods this week with, in some form or fashion with Noah and, and Dylan, but glad to have you back. I know you took a little family trip. Uh, hope you had fun. But yeah, uh, baseball is uh, just chugging along, my man. Yeah, it's been fun. I've had a little, a little vacation. Didn't go far. Just a couple of hours down the coast, and uh, I was saying just off air, it's tricky when the two kids want to do different things. Uh, I've got a friend who says no man has ever enjoyed a family holiday, um, <laughs> <laughs> which is a little bit harsh. But yeah, it was all right. It was cheap and cheerful. We stayed in a, a container, a shipping container, moon off. Uh, <laughs> which it is. yeah, we'd stayed in one of them that had been converted into. Uh, Oh, some sort, some nice. sort of weird little concoction out uh, in the middle. It was very peaceful. Did some stargazing. Uh, mm. Tried to keep up with some baseball. It's been a, it's been a relatively quiet week in baseball. It's just, it just kind of just plodded along a little bit. The Field of Dreams game last night was a little bit uninspiring. I think it was either you or Noah tweeted out early in the day um, that you pick a couple of poor teams uh, and you're going to get a poor game. And actually, there was a lot of base runners and some runs early on. And then it just kind of fizzled out a little bit. It was uh, it was a bit of a non-event moon up. Yeah, it really was. Uh, and I was the one that tweeted that. I was like, you know, you could have a couple of more or more, I guess, competitive teams or exciting teams, I guess we can say. I mean, uh, imagine if we had um, imagine if we had the Yankees or the Mets that played in this game or, you know, yeah. so, you know, above average teams, which I made it a lot more fun. And. Now, this is the type of game where you want to see a lot of runs being scored and home runs being hit, but um, it, it looked like it was going to head that way when the Cubs put up, or yeah, the Cubs put up three in that first inning. But after that, it was kind of lackluster. They only had three more runs the rest of the way. But um, I know it won't be there next year just because I think they said they're doing some construction. So hopefully, the following year, they make some improvements for it and get some more exciting teams out there. But, um, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, I think they announced this week when I was away um, that the London series is back next year, which is going to be the Cubs and the Cards. Um, that series had been announced and was called off mm-hmm. uh, during the pandemic. So they've obviously just uh, reproduced that one for London next year. So hopefully get some tickets for that and uh, might be able to do some stuff live uh, from London when we get the Cubs and the Cards, uh, which is a proper rival. And hopefully the Cubs will be a little bit better uh, by then as well. So... Friday night episode, um, we know um, people don't often have time to consume uh, a 55, 60-minute um, episode of the MLB Gambling Podcast on a weekend. People are busy, as are we. Uh, so we do a little 
a little 30 or 30 minute or so episode here. So what we've got here, we're going to cover the, there's two really nice pitching matchups. There's a couple of big games. There's some, there's some games that caught my eye that I'd like to talk about. And we've got some locks and dogs as well. Uh, so we'll get straight into it. And with the, the biggest pitching matchup of the evening tomorrow is a 7-10 Eastern first pitch. And it's the Phillies at the Mets. Mm-hmm. It's Aaron Nola against Jacob de Grom. Mm-hmm. Um, I sh- think I've seen so. Yeah, I've got some lines for that. The, the Phillies are plus 163. The Mets are minus 192. The total is at six and a half um, for good reason with these two pitches on the mound. I'll give you the pitching numbers and we can uh, we can see what your opinion of this is, Moonoff. Uh, Nola is eight and eight. That's a 317 ERA. He's pitched 144 and two thirds with 157 strikeouts. Uh, Jacob de Grom is one and all. Has a 253 ERA, 10 and two thirds pitched with 18 punches. Um, Aaron Nola uh, going along okay, 324 ERA in his last five. He's got an excellent road ERA of 224. Um, has pitched 16 and a third against the Mets so far this season. He's given up seven earned runs on 13 hits um, in that spell. So they have they have hit him. What I didn't. I wasn't convinced by uh, Moon off here with Nola. It was in his last five starts. He's pitched really well against Washington, Pittsburgh and Miami. And I think I could pitch pretty well against Washington, Pittsburgh and Miami. <laughs> um, he's given up two earned runs in those three starts. His other two starts against Atlanta and St. Louis, he's given up 10 earned runs against the Portland lineup. So for me, um, that was a, a big red flag. Uh, Jacob de Grom only had two starts, obviously been lights out. In both of those, uh, so yeah, I'd be I'd be fading Nola against good opposition. So I've I've got the metric that we have wrote down money line, run line, team total, first five, any which way you want to take the New York Mets. I think tomorrow. Um, plus, the, the Philly defense sucks as well. They were booting the ball and chucking it around all over the place mm-hmm. last night. Um, so yeah, I, I was interested in getting the Mets on my side any which way I could, Muna. Yeah, I think the one, a couple of things that, that kind of do stick out to me, at least from the Phillies part, is that, you know, they were playing really well up until they had to face two great, or not great pitch, well, one great pitcher in Sandy Alcantara uh, when they just faced the Marlins in their past series. And then also Edward Cabrera, who looked really good for this team as well. Um, the one thing for me is that when you, when the Phillies are facing stellar competition or, or above average pitching that they're going to face this weekend in between Scherzer on Friday night and then you no know, Jacob deGrom on uh, Saturday, they, the offense just doesn't really show up for them. And I think this is going to be the case where the offense is not going to show up. And I also believe that Kyle Schwarber is injured for the Philadelphia Phillies at the top of that lineup. So um, that that's another bat that they're not going to have going up against this type of caliber pitching. So, um, yeah, I'm right there with you. I do like the Mets here. When you're having to face you no know, Max Scherzer and Jacob DeGrom back-to-back, that's going to be a very, very tough situation uh, for your team. So I like the Mets here as well. Um, you know, you take a look at Jacob DeGrom's last uh, – or over his career, and this goes all the way back to 2014. He's 8-1 with a 2.29 ERA against the uh, Philadelphia Phillies. And his last start, um, which was, I believe, was it the Braves that he faced? Another division opponent. Uh, he, he looked like the Jacob deGrom. You know, he had 12 strikeouts in that game. The one thing yeah. that, Malcolm, we've always talked about with Jacob deGrom, is he going to get the, uh, the, the run support? Uh, <laughs> because you know, this has kind of been the story about Jacob deGrom's 
career and with the Mets not getting that run support. So, uh, but yeah, I'm right there with you. I do like the Mets here, especially the way that their bats have really been, um, you know, uh, hitting over the past couple uh, weeks here. Yeah, we used to get his own run support. That used to be his thing, didn't it? But right, uh, yeah, he's not he's not allowed to do that anymore. With the with the DH, um, the lines that we're giving you tonight, the place to find all of those is at WinBet. Um, and WinBet is the perfect place um for new customers to get across to. Um, if you bet a hundred pounds there, you'll get a hundred dollar free bet. Also, reduced juice still on baseball games, making WinBet the best place to bet MLB. And the casino is always open twenty four hours a day. You'll get a hundred percent deposit up to a thousand bucks. Loads to choose from. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change. T's and C's at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you're someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Um, another game that caught my eye tomorrow, um, and there's no lines on this, unfortunately. I was hoping to, to give you a line because I thought uh, Cleveland might be an underdog. Um, they are visiting Toronto. Mm-hmm. Uh, Toronto have a really good um, home record. and um, Tristan McKenzie is going for Cleveland and Mitch White is going for the Toronto Blue Jays. So this, this caught my eye a little bit, Moon. I think McKenzie someone we've done... We followed closely. Uh, he, he caught my eye oh, a couple of months back now when he, he pitched a beauty against the Yankees. Um, 2.35 in his last five starts, 3.40 road ERA. Um, in his last start, he went eight scores against Houston. And couple that with the fact that I'm really not in on Mitch White. Uh, he's had one start for the Blue Jays, came across from the Dodgers in the trade deadline. Uh, he gave up by a three end runs in four and two thirds against Minnesota. He was okay before that for Dodgers, but I just I fancy a little bit of regression here for Mitch White. Um, I'm not sure. Do you think Cleveland will be a be an underdog here, Moon off in this one? It might be a pick him. It's going to be close. Uh, and, and what did he think of this matchup? Yeah, I think they'll be an underdog just because, you know, they are traveling up to Toronto. Um, you know, uh, I think the one thing that, that really kind of sticks out to me in this series is that when George Springer is injured, for this team, uh, for the Blue Jays, this this team is a completely different uh, offense, meaning not in a good way, right? And I think there's some number. Um, yeah. The record, I think, that they're close to a 500 team without uh, George Springer in the lineup, but they're a lot better, obviously, when you have a guy like George Springer at the top of your lineup. But, yeah, I mean, you mentioned it. Tristan McKenzie has been going along very well for this team. Uh, you know, the numbers are, are good for him. The ERA is a good number at 3.16, but... You know, the wins haven't been there. I mean, he is 8-8 eight and eight on the season, but if he got a little bit of more run support, I think this team would – or he would have a, definitely a better record. So I think this is a great bright spot for the uh, Cleveland Guardians. Uh, Mitch White, I mean, like you mentioned it, you know, he comes over from the Dodgers, and I think there is some progression that is going to be due. You know, uh, the Guardians' offense is not that bad. You know, coming into this year, you know, when we did the division previews, I thought the offense was going to be okay. It was just that pitching I thought would be a big question mark, but I've been proven – uh, wrong uh, this season with the Guardians pitching, but you know his first start with the um, with the Blue Jays, he faced Minnesota in Minnesota. He gave up three earned runs in four and two thirds innings pitch. So I think yeah, there is going to be some regression here for the uh, for the uh, the Toronto Blue Jays in Mitch White. So I, I do like this call here with Tristan McKenzie on the mound for the Cleveland Guardians. 
Yeah, Cleveland are the uh, hottest team as well. They've got uh, a winning streak of five at the moment. So, yeah, hopefully they can they can ride that one out. Um, Moonaf, any games particularly caught your eye um, away from your, from your lock and dog tools? What did you like? Yeah, I have one that's in my uh, lock, uh, but I'll leave that series. And I think we'll, we'll talk a lot about that one here a little bit. But um, I think there's a lot of series this weekend, Malcolm, that have, do have playoff implications. I mean, we already talked about two here. You know, Cleveland, Toronto, those teams are battling. Not, Cleveland's batting for the division. Toronto is, you know, trying to stay in that wild card race. Uh, Baltimore, Tampa, that's another one. Uh, wild card race there. We just talked about the Phillies and the Mets. That's another one. Um, but other than that, um, I think that, yeah, I mean, we have some good series this week and there's some pretty good pitching matchups, but I think those are the, the you know, the ones that we just discussed and then I'll, I'll discuss one more when we get into the, the lock segment. But, um, yeah, I mean, I didn't have anything else uh, outside of the ones that you already mentioned there, Malcolm. Excellent. Uh, relatively new sponsor here on the MLB Gambling podcast it's odds trader uh, what a magnificent tool this is as well by the way if you haven't got across to odds trader uh, i suggest you do it uh toot sweet um odds trader does also everything you want is a better odds trader will do it for you um you can compare odds from all the major sports through you can compare different sign up codes so you can get the correct promos and bonus whatever you're looking for um every um, every dollar is is worth a few more once you've got those correct codes and promotions It'll give you player stats, key game stats, projected game weather, all that sort of thing. And it'll also keep a track of all your bets for you, which is an incredible tool, something I've got to have done with uh, over the last 40-odd years. Um, so, yeah, go to oddstrader.com slash bluewire. Um, Oddstrader is the number one site for all of your game day bets. Right, okay, Moon, we'll spend a couple of minutes and we'll talk through um, any underdogs. Uh, you messaged me a couple of hours ago and said you were struggling to um to find an underdog and I tongue in cheek suggested you could borrow one of mine because I had I had underdogs coming out my ears. We've we've talked about Cleveland already. Um who I think will be a dog. There was two he I had two others that were of interest to me. Just for a couple of just little reasons before we get onto uh, my main dog. The first one was Baltimore at Tampa Bay Rays. Um two reasons here a, that Baltimore is still going along uh, really, really well. They're the only team in that year, at least uh, with a winning record over the last 10 games, 7-3, and three, where the Yankees are really stuttering. Uh, Toronto and Tampa are just shambling along. Oh, that's a great save. Oh, I'm, I've got my usual... Oh, he's missed! I've got my usual Friday night sweat on, Munaf. Um, I'm sweating some championship football here. It's Watford 1, Burnley nothing. Uh, Watford have had a man sent off and it is attack v defence here uh, that's why I've been jumping around in the last few minutes I know the DJs will appreciate me sweating a bit out live as we record um, but Baltimore have got a record of uh, let me just change my standings here Ooh. Again, yeah that's the one <laughs> if you just made this <laughs> I'm 30 seconds behind you <laughs> sorry I know I said earlier on that I wouldn't spoil anything for you and then I just shouted that yeah um <laughs> <laughs> that noise you heard Moon off make was him um, getting the piece of action that I just got 30, 30 oh, seconds they, they called it offside anyway. Yeah, it wasn't as much fun for the listeners yeah. if I said that though, Moon off, you spoiled it. Uh, they've got a 24 and 16 record against left handed pitching, uh, Baltimore, which is outstanding record. Yeah. And they go against McClanahan tomorrow. So uh, with Tampa Bay not being. Um, particularly on fire. Baltimore going okay. And that left-handed pitching record, Baltimore will be a favourite tomorrow. 
Mm-hmm. Um, again, the, the picture hasn't been decided, uh, but Baltimore will be an underdog, sorry, uh, because McClanahan will have Tampa Bay short price. The other one that I liked was, um, I was interested in, sorry, was Pittsburgh against uh, away at the Giants. And that's because of Rowan C. Contreras uh, going, who early in the season was on everybody's lips. He was a real talking horse. Um, fell off the map a little bit. Uh, he hasn't pitched since the 7th of July. Um, but, but yeah, he, he's thrown in plenty good starts, plenty decent starts. And again, San Francisco aren't a team to be t- particularly uh, afraid of. So, yeah, I like Baltimore. Um, I did, or oh, I was also interested in Pittsburgh. That's not the one I picked, uh, but we'll let you t- uh, you take us to your dog of the day, Muna. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I, I know we were talking earlier and I, I was like struggling to really find a dog because there's... I just don't want, there's a lot of pitchers that go into mind that I just don't trust. Um, and there's some lines that are not out yet. So again, check the graphic tomorrow if my mind does change here. So I kind of went off off uh, off the grid here. I, I kind of uh, came out of left field here. I'm throwing a little curveball here uh, with my dog. Uh, and I messaged you. I was like, hey, can I put in a player prop or a home <laughs> run prop uh, for the uh, dog segment? And you're like, hey, you're the machine. You can do whatever you want. I, I, I'll give you that privilege. So that's what I'm going to go with here. I'm targeting uh, San Diego Padres, one of their sluggers here, Manny Machado, uh, up against Annabelle Sanchez um, tomorrow. And I'm going to take his home run prop tomorrow. That number's not out yet. Uh, definitely check it tomorrow. But obviously that will be uh, at a uh, significant dog price, probably probably around three to one. But you know, I was, I was kind of digging into the matchup in this game. And obviously I do want to face uh, – or sorry, fade – Annabelle Sanchez and you know when it looked at some batter and pitcher um, splits and the one thing that really stuck out to me is that Manny Machado against Annabelle Sanchez is eight is eight of 17 uh, with an average of 471 he's slugging uh, 1235 against against Annabelle Sanchez so four of his eight hits Malcolm against Sanchez have been the long bomb. They've he's gone for over the fence, over the uh he's at home runs uh half of his hits. So I went back and looked at what Sanchez has kind of done over the four five starts that he's had so far this season. Obviously we know he's 0-5 with a 7.56 ERA, a 1.56 whip. But I was more in, uh, more interested in looking at you know how many home runs he's given up. So he's given up at least one home run in every single one of his starts so far, he's given up at least two home runs in three out of the five games that he started so far. And those two games where he's given up at least two home runs uh, have been at home in Nationals Park. So now you have a San Diego Padres team that hopefully their offense kind of woke up here a little bit. I know they were on that streak of not scoring very many runs. Uh, they were shut out. I think it was like 23 or 26 runs or sorry, innings without scoring a run. But I think this is a spot where Manny Machado and Juan Soto and his offense can really come in and, and maybe get one off of uh, Annabelle Sanchez here. So I'm going to go Manny Machado uh, to hit a home run in this game on Saturday against the Washington Nationals pitching. Hopefully he gets that done early. Uh, but again, I, I really do like this player prop uh, here for Manny Machado. Yeah, this is game was just about impossible to handicap because it was yeah. one of the most one-sided looking games. Um, I, I tried handicapping it earlier on. Um, 
just as a as a normal game to get to get, to give a pick out when I was looking for angles. And again, I know earlier on I mentioned Mets money line run line team total. This San Diego you were looking at as a starting point, San Diego minus two and a half. So there was no real angle in. Obviously San Diego team total it's going to be high. So I think the way to tackle it is exactly what you've done, Moon, having maybe split the unit up and take a couple of home run props. Um because there should be uh runs here, especially against Annabelle Sanchez. I mean He's he's just eating innings, really. He's, he's only pitched 25 innings, but he's just filling in a rotation spot just to help the Nationals get closer to the end of the season. He's just a warm body at this point. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think that's the only that's the only angle you really wanted to take if you wanted to bet this game. Uh, Burnley have held on for a 1-0 win. We not. Burnley hit the... Uh, Watford have held on, sorry. Burnley hit the bar with about a minute left. But anyway, uh, so now I've now got some spare money, Moonaf, that I can stick on Manny Machado at tomorrow. So Friday night, uh, D-Gen winnings live on the MLB Gambling Podcast. So uh, my underdog, I went to uh, Detroit at the Chicago White Sox tomorrow, uh, where Matt Manning is the man I'm going to back here for Detroit against uh, Lucas Giolito in the White Sox. Uh, Matt Manning, since being... Back from the aisle. It's his third start back from the aisle. He's pitched 20 innings with 12 strikeouts, uh, 225 ERA. Uh, Giolito is 8 and 6, 491 ERA. He's pitched 106 in the third with 120 strikeouts. So, yeah, like I say, Matt Manning's a name, again, that was uh, quite highly thought of. The, the Tigers had this um, big. Big group of young pitchers, and Manning was what another one that got injured. But a third start back now. Um, he, I do like him. He's pitched seven scoreless against Tampa uh, last time out, so he's been fine. Um, Giolito's just been underwhelming. He's okay, absolutely okay. Relatively short starts you get out of him. He's not been going beyond five innings. He's got a 4.22 ERA against Detroit. And I just think in the minute, Moon, after everything about both Giolito and the White Sox, it's just beatable. You just, you can never back them with any confidence at all. They're just doing the fundamentals so wrong. Obviously, I'm not backing the strength, I'm uh, picking Detroit here on the strength of how they've been playing because they haven't been playing very well. But equally, I see a price here of plus 185 on Detroit. Uh, the White Sox are a very, very short price favourite. And there's no way I'd be taking the White Sox in any way. Um, Minus 217 Chicago. Absolutely no chance at the minute. Um, there's something wrong. The fundamentals are wrong. The clubhouse is a little bit broken. I think people are sick and tired of Tony La Russa. Yeah. And um, with Matt Manning on the mound here, Detroit have got a got a live chance of, of springing the upset at plus 185, Muna. Yeah, this was one of the ones I was considering when I was looking at dogs. Uh, but you're right. I mean, right now... Can you really put money behind the Chicago White Sox team? Because they've just burned so many people over this past week. And, you know, they don't have Tim Anderson, who's going to be out for four to six weeks. Um, and it's just a mess right now for the Chicago White Sox. And, you know, we've talked about a couple managers that have been fired this season that has really been a rallying point for some of these teams, right? I think that the biggest example right now is the Philadelphia Phillies where they let Joe Girardi go. And ever since then, I think they're playing, you know, above, um, I think their winning percentage is above 600. And I think that's what exactly what the Chicago White Sox need to do. I think that Tony La Russa is not the the man for this job, but, you know, getting back to your point about the, the, the uh, Detroit Tigers here, I do like this pick because again, Lucas Giolito is, is a guy that 
right now should not in any way, shape, or form be a north of a $2 favorite. <laughs> if you just kind of look at the numbers, I mean, you said it right there. He's just been absolutely atrocious. I know he's 3-1 and one over his last five games with a 4.44 ERA, but at home so far, 3-4 and four with a 5.98 ERA in an earlier start this year against the same Tigers team. He gave up five earned runs um, to this Tigers team. He took a loss in that game. This was back on July 8th where the Tigers won that game 7-5. So, you know, I think this is a good price for the uh, Detroit Tigers. Hopefully their bats do get going in this game a little bit. Uh, they did make a comeback in yesterday's game against the Guardians, but only fell short in that in the 10th inning. But, um, yeah, I think from a pure value standpoint and the way that Lucas Giolito has been going, you know, over the past month or so for the Chicago White Sox, I, I think that the only direction I would personally look would be with the Detroit Tigers. I think you're spot on. Um, okay, so we'll get to our lock picks in a moment after we've told you about one of your favorites, Moon. After run your pool. Uh, I know yes. you do a lot of stuff over there. Uh, it's the home of competition, which brings sports fans and their social circles together to compete, connect, and make every game matter more. Run Your Pool offers every game type under the sun, from pickems to survivors to fantasy pools. It's a one-stop shop for sports gaming with customizable features that you don't get anywhere else. Uh, we have teamed up with Run Your Pool to host a pool for our official SGP and NFL Survivor Contest. Uh, it's free to enter some amazing prizes will be announced. I'm hopping now to reserve your spot. Get in over at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash survivor. That is sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash survivor. And Sleeper, you need to know about Sleeper, um, where no doubt I had two Sleeper notifications just before we came on saying two of my leagues have been auto-renewed, uh, which is great news. I'm excited about that. It's always uh, fun when you get those notifications start coming around. Uh, the new over-under game on there, though, where you can make a few quid as well, um, is a great, fun game to play. Uh, choose your sport, choose your players, and then pick the over-under for some props that you like. And um, If you're correct, you can win anywhere from two to 20 times the stake that you put in. Um, the NFL season is right around the corner. Sleeper is the first sports contest game built into the fantasy experience. The chat room's great. You can get in there with your friends, tail the picks, etc. Um, so the place to be, um, you can join our group at sleeper.com slash SGP. Uh, Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. Go to sleeper.com slash SGP. You'll get a $100 match on your first deposit. T's and C's apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Um, okay, moving enough. So, We've had some eye catches. We've had some stellar pitching matchups. We've given a dog. It's time for a lock. What have you got? You want to go lock or you want to go total? I don't have a total. I've got a lock. I think it might okay. be the same as yours. So yeah, hit us with your hit us with your total first, and yeah. then we can see what we've got okay. for the locks. So for my total, I'm actually going to go with a team total, and it's not out yet. So I'll I'll give you what my projection is probably going to be. But uh, tomorrow in the Astros in the Oakland game. Uh, Lance McCullers actually makes his return for the Houston Astros starting uh, pitcher. Uh, so nice to have him back for the Astros. But I'm actually going to fade uh, the Oakland A's pitcher in this game, Jared Koenig. Um, he's going to be on the mound for the A's tomorrow against, up against the Astros. So I'm either looking at the full game team total, which is probably going to be five and a half, or a first uh, five innings team total uh, for the Astros, whether it's two and a half or three and a half. But 
Uh, let me get into the handicap here and get your thoughts on this as well, Malcolm. But uh, this season, four of his five starts have actually come on the road for uh, Jared Koenig, including a start in Houston, his last start, which was back on July 16th. And this is going to be his first start since they did send him down to AAA to kind of, you know, fix his mechanics and, and you know, just trying to figure out what's wrong with him. But even though he was sent down in the four starts that he has made in the minor leagues, uh, Koenig pitched 21 innings in the minor leagues. He's allowed 27 hits and 17 earned runs in those four starts in the minor leagues, posted an ERA <laughs> of 7.17 and a whip of 1.59. And the Astros are number one over the last two weeks against left-handed pitching in WRC+. Plus. Uh, Astros are also number three in team batting average against left-handed pitching. Uh, they're also number three in on-base percentage, and they're number one in slugging and OPS. So I think they're going to get to Jared Koenig here early and often. I know he gave up, I believe it was four earned runs early to the Astros uh, and his start back on July 16th. Let me see if I can pull up that number here real quick. Um, in that game, uh, let's see. Um, he uh, gave up. Yeah, he gave up five earned runs to the Astros in seven innings pitch in his last start. So um, walks are a big problem for him as well. And like I mentioned, the Astros have bats have just been hot against left-handed pitching. So that's going to be my total. I'm going to go with the Astros first five. Uh, I'm, I'm going to take both. I'm going to take the first five uh, team total, and I'm going to take a full game team total in this game as well for my total of the day for Saturday, Malcolm. Yeah, you can't really argue with that. Um, the A's v Houston most days of the week is a is a little bit of a little bit of a mismatch. I suppose the you, you've eliminated uh, Lance McCullers uh, the start you're getting out of him, so that's it. It's a shrewd way to handicap the game because you're not sure what you're going to get um, out of McCullers, so you eliminate him um, his input into the game and just take the bats. I've got a nursing a couple of injuries, I think. Uh, Houston at the minute. I know um, Michael Brantley um, yeah, is out for the season. Yeah. yeah, he's gone for the season. But uh, and some of the some of the lineups have been a little bit underwhelming. But then Houston can afford to do that as well at the minute. They've got the they've got a very healthy lead. Although Seattle are coming with a bit of a rattle, they've still got an eleven game cushion there. So yeah, I'm got no got no issues with that one at all. Moonaf. Um, for my luck. I faded a team that I faded a lot over the last probably month or so. I went to um, the game between the Brewers and the St. Louis Cardinals. Um, was that your lock as well, Moon? Are you in a different game? I am in the same game, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, well, I'll give out yours and you can, uh, I'll let you rip me to shreds. Um, the games are pick'em. Uh, minus 110 um, each of two. And I'll be... Uh, Back in the St. Louis Cardinals here. Uh, Corbin Burns is the pitcher for Milwaukee and Adam Wainwright is going for St. Louis. Burns, 8-5, and 245 ERA. Uh, Wainwright is 8-8 eight and eight with a 342 ERA. Um, again, Burns is going along okay. Um, he has had some easier opposition uh, to face. Not his fault, particularly. Um Yes, last just last two starts actually, which were against Cincinnati and Pittsburgh. He's got a really good road ERA as well. Um, Adam Wainwright's numbers are inflated by two horror starts relatively recently against the Yankees and the Cincinnati Reds. But he does have a, he has a two forty seven home ERA, and I much prefer how St Louis are doing things on offense than how uh, Milwaukee are doing things at the moment. Um, 
we gave out St. Louis in the All-Star break. They, they were a couple of games behind. Uh, they've now taken the lead in that division. They were plus, plus 150, I think, thereabouts. And Milwaukee just don't, for me, score enough runs or ever look like stringing enough hits together. Um, they get the odd solo shot and kind of that's about it. So I like St. Louis here. I thought Wainwright at home, it's not, it was his numbers would just say a little bit skewed with because of those two starts against the Yankees in Cincinnati. We may be just uh, making things look a little bit, little bit lopsided. So it was the cards for me, Moonaf. Uh, what was your reason of the situation? <laughs> I'm actually on the uh, uh, sorry the Brewers first five innings money line. Oh, okay. Um, so maybe there's a way we can both win here. And no, I, I agree. <laughs> I, I understand and agree with so, uh, a lot of the stuff that you did say there. But you know, when I take a look at Corbin Burns, you know, he's been really good against the Cardinals since 2021. And I really, when I'm looking at how pitchers have done historically against team, I right, really like to take either a two-year sample or a three-year sample because. There are going to be times where pitchers face the same team three to four times in a in a year, especially in a division. And again, that has a lot to do with roster moves and and lineups changing, especially in MLB. But since 2021, this dates back to last year. Burns is three and one against the Cardinals with a 1.00 ERA. This season, he's been lights out against the Cardinals. He has two starts. He went 14 innings. He pitched against the Cardinals. Only allowed four hits and get only not only but didn't give up any earned runs in those 14 innings pitched so far this season against the St. Louis Cardinals. He's also struck out. Uh, um, he's had double digit strikeouts. What I'm trying to say in both of the starts so far against the uh, St. Louis Cardinals. Adam Wainwright, you talked about it. The numbers may be a little inflated here, but he's really struggled against the Brewers this season. He's had two starts this season where he's 0-2 with 7.07 ERAs, allowed 11 earned runs and 14 innings pitched against the uh, Milwaukee Brewers. So that's a minus 11 run differential between Corbin Burns and Adam Wainwright. All three starts this season versus the Brewers. The Cardinals are 0-3 in the first five innings money line when Wainwright does get the start this season against the Brewers. So I'm going to shrink this down. I'm going to take the Brewers' first five innings money line here. Uh, I agree about what you said, that the offense – it's a huge question mark. We've talked about this last season as well for the Brewers, but I just have faith in Burns here, especially in the first five innings. Maybe they're able to sneak out a one nothing or a two nothing lead, and then maybe the uh, bullpen comes in and messes it up, and we find both uh, find a way to win this game here. Because and this, and this this took a lot for me to pick this game because I have a lot of exposure on the Cardinals win total, Malcolm, and also for them yeah. to win the division as well. So uh, I'll shrink it down. I'll take the uh, the uh, first five innings money line with the Brewers. Uh, in this game, but th- this is a huge series, Malcolm, for both of these teams. Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, especially in that uh, NL Central division where I think the Cardinals are only up by half a ru- or half a game right now. So, uh, hopefully, we find a way to both for us to be a winner in this game. Yeah, you've kind of come down on the other side, but there is a way uh, that we can both win. So uh, we'll try and we'll try and do that if humanly possible. Um, well, there you go, Moon. After uh, cheeky cheeky thirty five minutes for the Saturday night card, um, gave out a few leans. Um, as well as some nice picks as well. Um, what does the rest of your weekend look like, Moonaf? Is it sport-filled? Yeah, I mean, uh, sports are back, right? Well, I mean, I know uh, we're both where you're probably the more – you are the uh, more bigger fan of EPL, but, uh, you know, we have we do have soccer back, so it's always fun waking up to checking the scores or trying to get up early enough and, and watch the, uh, the soccer games, whether it's uh, Germany or whether it's uh, EPL. But – 
uh, yeah, just more NFL prep. You know, we'll obviously be watching baseball as well. We have preseason for NFL going on as well. So, you know, a sports-filled weekend as we get ever so closer to the uh, NFL season. But uh, and I was, I was telling you offline that, you know, we, uh, we needed to take a second here and, and wish our good buddy uh, Consig a very happy birthday. Um, I'll have to tell him to listen to this portion of the show. But, uh, you know, we've had him on multiple times on our uh on our podcast here malcolm he's he's been a he is a great friend of the program and he's also a great friend uh that he's just a a phone call and a text message away and he's always messaging me whether he's on the road at different ballparks or doing things with his uh with his daughters but you know it's a privilege and honor to have him call him a personal uh friend of of not only ourselves malcolm but also of the of the sport gambling podcast network so just want to take a quick second and and wish the consig uh, a very happy birthday uh i think it's his 21st birthday malcolm i'm not sure i'll have to find out about that but yeah just wanted to wish him a happy birthday yeah i was just going to ask you how old do you think he is because uh he he wears those caps and the caps a cap can be kind to a man. It's a, it's a little bit of man makeup. It's like the beard and mustache that we both have uh, yeah. to hide our saggy <laughs> old faces. <laughs> so yeah, the the, the concert uses his man makeup as well. Uh, but so yeah, happy birthday, Dave. He's a what a character, Dave. He tells a great story. Um, so yeah, many happy returns to you. Um, we'll have to uh, Malcolm. We'll have to when we're out in Vegas, NFL Week One, try to uh, get either at least a lunch or a dinner with him while we're out there. Yeah, absolutely. I can't think of anything that I'd like to do more. Um, yeah, EPL continues tomorrow. Uh, Newcastle above Liverpool in the table um, as we speak. I imagine that will... Uh... had to put that in there. <laughs> oh, mate, it took me 37 minutes. That's, I mean, the, o- the over under was 90 seconds. So uh, if you if you back the over on that, you're well over. We got a, we got a little win against, Bright- uh, against Forest last week and we go to Brighton tomorrow afternoon. So yeah, that was fun. It's just nice to be competitive again after a generation of not picking, but I don't want to bore you with my woes. Uh, thanks everyone for listening. Thanks Rita, for joining you, yes, uh, for joining me. I missed everybody. It's nice to be back. Um, refilled with enthusiasm for this baseball season, getting down the stretch towards the playoffs. Um, thanks for listening. Good luck with all your bets, everybody. Um, possibly back tomorrow, certainly on Sunday. Uh, until then, we'll see you down the road. Cheers. <laughs>